Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Thursday night football. Brace yourself. Here come the Atlanta Falcons at 1-6 and six and the Carolina Panthers at 3-4. and four. Can you feel the passion, PK? Who did the Panthers play last week if they almost won? It was a good game. Bridgewater looked good. Was it, was it the Saints? Yeah. You think of the yeah, Saints game? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I was watching that. Yeah. So he did, he did with, look good. They went back and forth. Yeah. Went over on the bench with Drew and Taysom And Taysom, Hill. Yeah. I mean, he went, yeah, it was funny. Taysom was smiling. So, yeah. I mean, it's not the the sexiest matchup, obviously, but it's watchable to me. It's the NFL, and the Bridgewater, you know, had to, had, had a little bit of a, the, a comeback thing going on here, and I like to see that. So I don't I don't think Carolina, by any stretch, is dirt. I mean, we pump up Arizona, and Carolina gave Arizona one of its two losses. Yes, it's just that the Panthers right now are three and four, and two games behind the Cardinals, game and a half behind the Saints. They got ground to make up to get back in the playoff race, but this is one they ought to get. The Falcons are one and six, and made a complete mess of that game in Detroit, scoring a touchdown when they were just trying to run down the clock and get the game-winning field goal. They beat the Vikings, but other than that, nothing. Rematch of a game played like three weeks ago, a month ago. Panthers won, so. NFL is moving forwards with plans for a reduced-capacity Super Bowl to be played February 7th. Uh, if they have to extend the season, the first thing they're going to do is get rid of the week before the Super Bowl. They're already not playing the Pro Bowl. So they could collapse that and add a Week 18 if they need that to reschedule some games. No. So far, they haven't had to. So I wouldn't. I would have it on Tuesday afternoon. How many times have I been telling you? <laughs> Uh, the stadium normally holds 65,000. Temporary seating, they can push it to 75,000. It's a pandemic, so they're looking at pods six feet apart. I don't know, are people going to be like in plastic bubbles? I don't know, what are these pods going to look like? you got to accommodate the high rollers, paying a lot of money, PK. Well, it's not being played now, so who's to say what's like in uh, February? Think positive for once in your life. I am. I want to see those pods. I want something totally space age. I want something that just says it's 2362 and the Jetsons rule the planet. I don't think the Jets are going to be in a Super Bowl. Ah, well done. Bucks coach Bruce Arian said Antonio Brown, quote, looked fantastic. Closed quote. In his first practice with the franchise. He's in the last week of an eight-week suspension. Can't practice with the full team yet, but he can do workouts separately with the strength and conditioning staff. But I don't think this has ever been about Brown looking fantastic in workouts. That's not the problem. So, Oh, I think that's exactly what it's been about because if he's not looking fantastic, he's not going to be on the field because he has way too much baggage. So the fact that he does look fantastic is the very reason why he's able to look fantastic. If he looked average, he would be nowhere near an NFL facility. The Seattle Seahawks have a good offense. A Super Bowl contending worthy offense, but the defense has been holding back, so they're shoring it up, PK. The Cincinnati Bengals trade career sack leader Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks for offensive lineman BJ Finney and a 2021 seventh round draft pick. Dunlap has 82 and a half career sacks in 11 seasons. 
Ah, chance to pressure the quarterback here. That could tighten up the act on defense if it works. Well, yeah, absolutely, because the defense got old. And the offense, well, Russell Wilson has matured. He hasn't gotten old, and they've replaced other parts that they were able to supplement, but you need to have the quarterback. They've got the quarterback. We know they had some great defensive players over the years, particularly in their two Super Bowl runs. And those guys moved on, salary cap, age, what injury. So they have to reload there. So on paper, anyway, it looks like it's an excellent opportunity to get better. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Yeah, you know, it's a dream. It's a blessing for sure. You know, I always tell the guys on the team this when they bring it up is it's really a team award, right? You know, no one's winning the Heisman if you're losing games. You know, if, if you're not having an O-line that's protecting for you to be able to, I mean, shoot, I haven't got hit all year. You know, if, if I don't have that time in the pocket, if I don't have receivers going up and high pointing balls and, you know, coming down with it or a defense making a stop after I fumble a snap on the 10 yard line and, and they jump on, if I don't have a defense that's stopping those guys on the 10, you know, I wouldn't be in that conversation. So I tell those guys, all the time that you know it's really a reflection of our season so far as a team and I think that we have that confidence and swagger and so um, really it's it's great to be part of it just because I think it's I think it's a team award that's Zach Wilson talking about being in the Heisman conversation you and I both believe Trevor Lawrence is going to win the Heisman and there's another list of guys you can say who are going to be one of the finalists but if you get some pub and you get some run from the school it's all about recruiting get your name out there it is more altogether now it is more exposure yeah, this is a dream come true. This is what they've yearned for. Uh, and they're getting great exposure. This is this is obviously, all things considered, the best exposure they've had since they've gone independent. I don't even think it's close, man. I think it's something that this is what they've wanted. This is what they have. they got to keep it going. They'll keep it going this week. Obviously, uh, we know that against uh, Western Kentucky, is it? And uh, then next week is the, is the showdown. And they win that one. We'll see if uh, there might be some games that Tom can add. And, yeah, absolutely, man. This is a very, very positive season for them. And you can go, yeah, but, but big deal. Go, yeah, but all you want. It doesn't matter. The exposure that they're getting is not a yeah, but. It's actual, literal exposure. So it's not about yeah, but when it comes to exposure. If you want to go how good they are, then you could go the eh, yeah, but. But you can't go the yeah, but with the exposure that they're receiving. That, I will not even entertain one instant of that as a conversation because that's 100% wrong. They're getting maximum exposure. If you want to say they've beaten a bunch of nobodies, go ahead. But in terms of exposure, it is coming in spades. They're getting the discussion. They're getting the interviews. They're getting the uh, their topic on, uh, on college football shows. Cashing in. Yes. And I do have to correct him, though, because he says you don't win the Heisman if you're losing games. And everyone knows in 1956, Paul Horning won the Heisman, and Notre Dame was 2-8 and that year. Okay, so give him bonus points because he wasn't born. And that was then, this is now. I wasn't born in 1956 either, buddy. Yeah, but you're a football (laughs) historian. Well, no, I just looked it up right now. Wisconsin's football team has paused all team-related activities for at least seven days because of an increased number of COVID-19 cases, causing the number 9 Badgers game against Nebraska to be canceled. Twelve people within the program testing positive, six athletes, six staff members, including the head coach, Paul Christ. And it all led to this tremendous tweet from Jerry Palm, CBS. 
who said, uh, angry when the season was canceled to the point of suing the league. Angry when the season came back because the schedule started with Ohio State and Wisconsin. Now angry they can't play Wisconsin after all. Is there no pleasing Nebraska folks? Going after the Huskers. I like it. I'm here for it. Jerry's, isn't the guy who does like uh, uh, college football brackets? He does do the basketball, basketball brackets. basketball brackets for CBS Sports. He also yes. does football well, coverage, yeah. too. He is uh, CBS's Joe Lenardi. Is he really? Accomplished musician at that. He is the USA Today's Jeff Sagarin. What, how is he accomplished musician? I didn't know that. He plays he play the clarinet. Obviously. <laughs> the clarinet, huh? Yeah, nice. you see that. He actually has played in pet bands with college students over the years. Oh, you're going to love this one, PK. I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to duck. The Houston Rockets are hiring Dallas Mavericks assistant coach Steven Silas to become the franchise's next head coach, replacing Mike D'Antoni. He, he, oh, I just skipped ahead, didn't I? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leave. Sounder, please. <laughs> Hashtag NBA. <laughs> Steven Silas, Paul Silas's coach. A son is now the new head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Worked for his dad early in his career in Charlotte. Got the foot in the door. The fifth father-son combination to be NBA head coaches. Can you name the other four? Uh, let's see. Larry and Greg Miller. No. No. <laughs> Larry and Steve Miller. The uh, Bickerstaffs. I would I would need a moment. The oh, Musclemans. Uh, Malone. Malone at uh, Denver. The Malones. We got three. I just need one more. Uh, Phil Jackson and Michael Jackson. Tweet at us, people. Otherwise, PK's going to go crazy here. <laughs> you don't want that. I don't want that. Just tweet it in the other combination. Who's the other one? We're, the other father-son combo we're forgetting. Uh, Joe Frazier and Walt Frazier. Paul James and David James. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> that one is going to happen. I mean, you know that. <laughs> NBA revenue dropped 10% to $8.3 billion uh, for the season they just completed. Uh, NBA sharing the, the numbers, financial numbers shared with teams obtained by ESPN. The balance of the finances included an $800 million loss in gate receipts and $400 million loss in sponsorships and merchandise. They also say about $200 million is kind of deemed the net negative impact from the uh, partnership in China falling apart over the course of the season. And there's also projections that they could be down about 40% of the revenue in the upcoming season. We already know they're shortening the season by 10 games, so you can check one box right there. Obviously, that's going to cost them some money. wonder how much this plays into the sale with the, uh, with the Jazz. You know, there's probably multiple motivations, but they didn't take... Uh, they didn't take questions in the press conference, so that kind of limits how much we know. And who knows how much Gail would have chosen to share, even if she was quizzed about it. Oh, what difference does it make now, though? Who, who really cares? The, the deal's gone. Those are just details. The deal's done. Right. The ownership's gone. It's from the family. It's moving on. So. I mean, she had a, a Zoom meeting that I was on yesterday, and then our management had one last night that I was on, and they discussed that. In the final analysis, it doesn't matter anymore. This thing is going to go through, and there's a new owner, and we'll obviously discuss that extensively today. We will. Coming up, Travis Hansen, 8 o'clock, former BYU basketball star. 
Knows Ryan Smith from Qualtrics, who is buying the team. We'll talk with Travis about Ryan. Joe Ingles, jazz player. Going to get the players' reaction to this. And Craig Bullerjack, TV Voices of Jazz, all scheduled to join us today. So there'll be plenty of uh, looking, looking back, remembering the 35 years, and looking ahead and where might this be going now. So plenty of that to come. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well, Major League Baseball is starting an investigation into Justin Turner violating coronavirus protocol, celebrating on the field with his teammates, refusing instructions. I don't know what there is to investigate, PK. He didn't have a mask. He was on the field. It was on TV. What are they investigating exactly? Who told him or who he bull rushed by, who should have stopped him? Investigate what? Well, I mean, you have to do it for appearance sake because... The folks who, you know, like I told you, we're going to get all the lectures. I opened up the L.A. Times this morning, Plasky. Justin Turner's act of selfishness leaves a stain on Dodgers' championship moment. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to start seeing the lectures come, and I looked, and they're going to be there. Uh, and meanwhile, we've seen hundreds of thousands of people in downtown cities looting and doing whatever with no masks and crickets. So it's selective outrage. And so they're going to come. And I would imagine, though, that there would be some uh, type of uh, sanction, punishment, whatever you want to use. He's going to have to miss a few games at the start of next season and possibly slash probably get fined. And the club might, too. Uh, we've seen. I would think they would because he, we, he yeah. defied their orders. He was yeah. told to leave, and he said no. Apparently, if you believe what they, what right. they say. I guess that's so, part of the investigation. Who said what and what was he told? I can see all that. They'll, they'll probably get uh, some type of uh, sanction. And, and then we go on. And I mean, the big thing, the most important thing is that, you know, who was exposed and are they tested and what uh, what the issues there are and what their health is. I mean, obviously, everyone's health is the most important thing. It doesn't seem like he should have done all that. He should have gone and taken the precautions, but nevertheless, he didn't. I just get tired of the media lecturing us about this stuff. I give you lectures on stuff that doesn't matter. They don't get, and it's selective lectures. That's my thing. Well, what about over here? You know, we don't hear anything about this, but over here, if something happens, well, we hear about it. We just don't hear about it from those people. I guess you could say, I mean, Plasky, just because he's the example you used. But you know, did he write about all the Dodger fans celebrating in the streets? I mean, that was a big turnout. I don't know if you saw the video of the guy who was uh, in the intersection was crowded and he was, it looked like he'd won a NASCAR race. He was, you know, spinning out and all that. And they were lighting off fireworks and then there was a fire. He drove over a firework and his car caught on fire. So obviously that went viral on social media. Yeah. Everything does. Yep. It really does. Dodgers and Rays World Series, uh, 32% below the previous low World Series. Too many sports all at once, or the way TV is trending. I saw a Fox executive do some, and it was long. He wrote a book on Twitter about how it's what the number is in relation to the primetime shows around it, and you how. Didn't read it, did you? Uh, I got about halfway through it. I did oh. stop. I got to admit, I bailed Who out. Cares about <laughs> TV ratings, my goodness. Because this sport's dying. He's like, no, it's not. The only thing that's better than the baseball is the NFL. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL's playoff hopes taking another hit. Beaten in San Jose. 
Two goals for Chris Wondolowski and for RSL. They hit the frame one more time. But this this and wasn't the post. that close. They hit the post. This was uh this was San Jose's game. They they controlled it. They dominated. There was no uh no flukishness to this win at all. And Wondolowski, thirty seven years old. I'm not a soccer expert by any stretch of the imagination, but all the whining about the refereeing. Yeah, not getting the... Silva's probably still talking to the referees. (laughs) They subbed him off because they were worried he was going to get a red card. I mean, but on and on, you're just devoting too much energy. There was like a 10-minute period where it seemed like it was 20 times. Well, when he Somebody's going down and somebody's whining. Let it go. He pulled, he pulled down the socks to, uh, to show his leg and like, look at the puncture wounds. That's from the bottom of that guy's shoe. What are you doing over there? It did go on for a while. And they were worried about him getting red. And they, they took him out with about 20 minutes to go and subbed him off. I just think that you don't have enough focus to worry about refereeing to that extent in any sport. Yeah. And you're already I'm not a down. soccer guy by any stretch, but yeah, it just but, seemed like it was too much but, emotion. But that's about all sports. You know, you know, what are you focused on? But he was right. mad at, he was mad about he was mad about getting getting uh, kicked slash stepped on the first time. I he was, get it. I he's get mad it. the second and they were all mad that Crylock um, totally drew the foul in the box and got a yellow card for it. <laughs> and he thought he should have had a penalty and a chance to tie the game. So it, but it, at that point, you're right. It's it was a, simulation. It wasn't. But that's what he got the yellow card for. But, uh, my only advice to you guys. Yeah. What the hell is simulation? You never explained it. it you fake going down. You simulate falling down. Oh, but you didn't say that. Well, I thought you I knew. I tried to figure frankly. out what is simulation. And not all of us are soccer experts. We, we, we didn't grow up in Europe. I need you two to explain to me. Simulation? Give me, an, give me a little hint on what it means. What is true? No, no, I'm not done here. This, no, stop interrupting me when it comes to soccer. You've been waiting for that for a long time. Manifesto <laughs> time. Let's go. Here we go. Jake Scott, I hope you're listening. <laughs> too early. Call you can tell him about call it. Call in if you are. <laughs> no, it's not too early. I've texted him before 7. He's got a little kid. <laughs> so, back to one morning. It was, I think it was last week. I sent something to Jake. Hey, I'm not hearing any sound, but I sent it to the wrong Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like quarter to seven or something or whatever it was. And so he goes, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that was just too good to pass up, man. Uh, my morning is already made. <laughs> it's all gravy. <laughs> 7.23 in the morning, and we have had a good one already. Uh, that was I enjoyed was saying that by the way. <laughs> you can continue now. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up. Looking back at 35 good years, looking ahead to what comes next. What does the future look like? How much do things change? How quickly? What do they change and look like? We're going to talk with people who know Ryan Smith, built Qualtrics from the ground up, and now ready to go to work on the Utah Jazz. And uh, he's been around uh, BYU his whole life, BYU Athletics. His, His dad was at BYU and... So a former BYU player who knows him and has talked basketball with him, and I suspect played basketball with him, but we'll find out with Travis Hansen coming up at 8 o'clock. Stay with us.